630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Okay, well, the Edmonton Elks have uh, just picked eighth overall in the CFL draft. They have taken a quarterback, Trey Ford, out of Waterloo, who won the Heck Crichton in 2021. So uh, an interesting prospect here who uh, for, he was actually the first player in the history of the Waterloo Warriors to win that award uh, a huge year uh, and since he became the Waterloo starter in 2018 he was the uh, he's been the top Canadian in passing yards and passing touchdowns and is also second in rushing yards they played a short schedule last year just six games he had a completion percentage of over 63 percent he threw for 10 touchdowns in six games he also rushed for 629 yards so as a quarterback he rushed for over 600 yards now we will see i suppose and i think either morley or dave's going to join me here in a few minutes if uh, he's actually going to be used as a quarterback once he becomes pro but that is the heck Crichton winner drafted by the edmonton elks eighth overall the uh, elks also picked fourth overall they took enoch maconzo out of coastal carolina he's a defensive back uh 511 195 ford listed at 61 185 so that is what the elks have done with their two picks in the first round remember they had the first overall pick they made a couple of trades one with montreal one with hamilton to wind up picking fourth and eighth so that is the latest there in the national hockey league it's three three penguins and rangers they are early in the third period, late in the second period, Panthers lead the Capitals 2-1. Claude Giroux has scored. Coming up in about half an hour, it's the Predators and the Avalanche. And in an hour, it's the Stars and the Flames. Baseball tonight, Blue Jays trailing the Yankees 3-1. That game is in the uh, seventh inning. Furnace Family, Oilers Hockey tomorrow. 6 o'clock for the face-off show. Game is at 8. The Oilers down one nothing in the best of seven as they take on the Los Angeles Kings. I was referencing earlier that the Oilers have had a tough go in the playoffs. They lost three games to one to the Chicago Blackhawks in that qualifying round in 2020. They were swept in four straight last year by the Winnipeg Jets, but defenseman Tyson Berry says not concerned about the past playoff failures. I mean, a lot of us weren't here two years ago. There's, you know, a bunch of us who weren't here last year, and uh, we certainly don't. We're not thinking about that, and um, I think there was no fans the last two years, so last night was certainly a different atmosphere than what we've been used to in the playoffs. It was, uh, you know, it was a lot of fun. It was amazing, and I thought, the, you know, the energy in the crowd was great, and, um, you know, you could probably see it a little bit in our game early. We were a little jittery and nervous, too. It was... Uh, it was a it was a great atmosphere so i think that's different and and we're a different team and um uh yeah we just got to show a little resilience here and 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 bounce back and get this one tomorrow well here's the thing i think he's right and quite frankly i think that the fans and the media draw comparisons that sometimes players and coaches don't Does that necessarily mean that one group or the other is right or wrong? Well, I don't think it does until ultimately you see how things play out. And it may not always be fair to the players and coaches, and it may not always be accurate, but if a team has uh, trend after trend or result after result after result that is similar, comparisons are going to get made. Tyson Berry's right. He wasn't on the team in 2020. So what's he supposed to do, apologize for losing to the Blackhawks? and talk about how that felt, he he doesn't know. Uh, But he was on the team last year. Mike Smith was on the team in 20 and 21. McDavid's been on 
all three. Drysaddle's been on all three. Nurse has been on all three. Derek Ryan hasn't. Cody Cece does so you can go back and forth. I mean, you know, uh, Cody Cece sitting there thinking like, well, I don't know what it felt to be on the Oilers last year and get swept to the Jets. I, I don't know what that group was like. I don't know what that dynamic was like. Other guys might be saying, you know, you never know what they're thinking. Maybe they're thinking, uh-oh, is this going to happen again? Or maybe it's truly... We've we've parked it. It's as Woodcroft said. It's the small picture. There's a game tomorrow, but I get it, and I, I've talked about it. I've talked about the seven game losing streak in the playoffs and how all the games have been lost. It it is it is a storyline for the non participants in the series. Does that mean it's a relevant storyline? Well, we'll probably know in a week, won't we? <laughs> because. Uh, a week from now, it's either going to be a sweep for L.A. or one of the teams is going to be up 3-1 or it's going to be 2-2. And and then we'll have that to go off. But right now, a game one loss does stir some unpleasant memories for oil country. Um, it's no guarantee of what's going to happen tomorrow or in the series beyond. But but I get it, and I'm talking about it as well. But I also think that what Tyson Berry is saying is probably accurate. They're not sitting there thinking like, oh, man, remember when we lost game one last year? Oh, heck, I wonder if we're going to get swept again. I, I don't think those conversations are happening. 780-496-0063 if you would like to get in touch. The hotline is presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. Somebody wanted a picture of the uh, giant Lysol container. I did put that on Twitter. It's alarmingly large, like threateningly large. It's it, it, quite frankly, I've never been so intimidated by an inanimate object. All right, so here's another thing from last night's game. Yessi Pugliarvi, what a discussed player he has been lately. Uh, there was certainly a bit of a hubbub, 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 a few weeks ago because there started to be some online discussion. Members of the analytics communities were, were community were as a as a whole, generally I'll say, maybe not as a whole, I'll say generally, were really saying Pulleyarvi is good. He drives the action. He's going to start scoring. Then maybe some other people were saying like, well, there's some details in his game that he needs to take care of. Yessi Pulleyarvi, and I'm, I'm going to, and I've referenced this before. Yessi Pulleyarvi missed some games with injuries, and the Oilers did well while he was out. No, they've also done well while he's played. So don't get me wrong; that's not it's not all on his participation or not. But when he came back, he, he jumped right back into the top six. The Brian McLeod got bumped back down, and McLeod had been playing well. And I said to Jay Woodcroft, "How come Pulleyarvi, you know, just goes right into that spot?" And and uh, Woodcroft said he's a top six player and we're going to put him in the top six and he's going to that that's where he's going to play and and yesterday he was in the top six but he didn't get top six minutes and in the third period he got he was kind of part of a rotation of players playing there he wasn't a regular there he played seven minutes and 52 seconds that was the uh, least of any Oilers forward in the game that was actually the least of any Oilers player in the game Fogel and Cassian were uh, under 10 minutes. Derek Ryan was under 10 minutes. On the back end, Chris Russell was under 10 minutes. But Pugliarvi played the least of any Oiler last night at 7.52. Those aren't top six minutes. But here's what Jay Woodcroft had to say about it. I would say that if you watched how that game played out, there was, I think, four minutes, four power plays for each team. So that's 16 minutes right there. Um, and in, when you're not touching that side of the game, 
that means that there's only, what's that, 44 minutes left to play, and those usually get evenly distributed. Um, I thought there were some good things about Jesse's game yesterday, um, and uh, most notably made some good plays on the track. Uh, he did some things for, for line mates, but when it's a penalty-filled game, that's why sometimes you see some players' minutes down. Okay, fair enough. Wasn't on the special teams, limited his ice time. Uh, but there, when there was opportunity, I, I personally, I think would cross protecting the player a bit, and I don't, I don't have a problem with that. But I do think Puliyarvi has to play better. I do think he's quite inconsistent. You know, I, by no means am I pinning the loss on on him last night. But for the Oilers to do well in the playoffs, everybody's going to be have to executing their roles. And, and if you start on one of the top two lines, you're going to have to be able to play regularly, and you're going to be ha- able to impact the game. And you're going to have to show a lot more detail and a lot more thoroughness than Pugliarvi has, has shown lately. Now, again, that's one guy. It's, it's not all on him. There were other players that made mistakes and didn't fulfill their roles the way they were supposed to. But he's going to get a lot of discussion because of where he was drafted and his whole storyline with leaving the team and coming back. And quite frankly, looking pretty good for most of the 56-game season last year and parts of this year. Oddly enough, I, I would say as the team's overall game ramped up under Jay Woodcroft, perhaps Pugliarvi's did not at the same rate. But he still has the chance to do that. But he's going to have to punch in some goals here along the way. The, the expected goals that some people in the athletics community say that they like about Pugliarvi are not going to be enough. This is not the time for expected or projected or regression to the mean or or whatever they want to call it it's as yoda said it's either do or do not there is no try it is 7 15 it's inside sports on 6 30 chet and Kings tomorrow. It's on 6.30 Ched. 6 o'clock face-off show. Game at 8. Game 3 is Friday in Los Angeles and there will be a road game watch party inside Rogers Place presented by Safeway. Tickets for this will go on sale at noon tomorrow. So you get to go into Rogers Place and uh, watch the game on the big scoreboard. Tickets are 5 bucks. Net proceeds will benefit the Edmonton Oilers Community Foundation. And don't forget, they have that big uh, playoffs mega 50-50 going on until 11 o'clock tomorrow. That's to help uh, the Kids with Cancer Society and the Alberta Cancer Foundation. Huge jackpot going on for that. So, But this one for the uh, road game watch party. Tickets on sale tomorrow at noon tickets are just five bucks you can go in and uh, watch the game on the scoreboard and still cheer on in uh, with thousands of your fellow Oilers fans I believe I'm going to be doing the face-off show and uh, overtime open line from the uh, broadcast booth that game so that's going to be pretty fun so tomorrow at noon the road game watch party tickets are going to go on sale I also have been told we just had that Garth Brooks commercial I've been told that tomorrow is Garth day and I said party time excellent when's wayne day and they said dodo read you inglorious buffoon garth brooks not garth from wayne and garth on saturday night live out of wayne's world so what's happening for garth day we're gonna have tickets to garth brooks 
the concerts in June. You heard the uh, date. Com- I, I live near Commonwealth State. I actually walked here today to come do the show from the Elks locker room. So I guess it's I better get prepared to be inundated by uh, Garth Brooks fan inundated. That's the word I was looking for, by Garth Brooks fans in June. So we're here on 6-3 Chet, tomorrow is Garth Day. So we're going to be giving away a pair of tickets to Garth Brooks on the uh, the morning show with Bird and McIntyre. That's between 7 a.m. and 8 a.m. Then uh, Shea Ganim's good. I hope I, I really want to meet Shea Ganim someday. That's sort of a career goal of mine, to someday meet Shea Ganim. He's got this other show. So that's going to be between 11 a.m. and noon. And then on the afternoons, two more Garth Brooks tickets between 5 and 6. So I, I don't know how they're giving them away. Maybe you have to have friends in low p- places. Maybe you have to. Honestly, that's the only Garth Brooks song I can reference. Thunder Rolls, that's another one, isn't it? Friends in Low Places, Thunder Rolls. I'm being serious now. I do not know another Garth Brooks song. I know he's one of the biggest artists of all time. Kellen, can you help me out? Is well, he, did he ever? He, I know he was that Chris Gaines guy for a while. Yeah. I don't know any of those songs. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't think he'll be playing any Chris Gaines music during the concert. But you never know. Garth's a wild and crazy guy. So there we go. I, I, I've heard he's very good live. I know he did nine shows at Rogers Place a few years ago because they even put up a banner. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> he's kind of left his calling card on that. I seriously do not yet. know another. I know, yes, everybody, I know he's one of the biggest artists of all time. I know 95% of the population loves him to some extent or probably knows the music. I know two songs. That's it. There Do you know go. a third one, Kellen? We should know at uh, least calling three. Ba- well, calling Baton Rouge, but just because that's been in the news today, uh, because apparently in a concert in, what was it, in Baton Rouge, Louisiana over the past week, uh, the crowd response to that song actually registered as a low-level earthquake. As on, an earthquake, yeah. like the beast quake when Marshawn Lynch scored that touchdown for the Seahawks about 10 years ago in exactly. the wildcard playoff game yep. against New Orleans. And the crowd was going so wild that the stadium shook and they thought it was they'd registered as an earthquake. Okay. Well, anyway, I know many of you like Garth Brooks. So between 7 and 8 a.m. tomorrow, we're giving away a pair of tickets. Same deal when Shay's on between 11 and noon and then when Jay Lynn is on between 5 and 6. So it's going to be awesome. Kellen, what do you have for me? Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to tomorrow for sure. But let's hear from Andy, the carpet guy, who says... Oh, I like Andy. Hey, Reed and Rob. Well, Rob's not here. You got Rob's Kellen not tonight. here right Hi. now. Uh, I thought that... I think, du- you know what he did? He copied that text from last night <laughs> oh, instead okay. of retyping it. I think that's what he did. It's okay, Andy. <laughs> he thought that Duncan Keefe had the eye of the tiger last night. The Oilers should start riding that tiger uh, for the 25 minutes he gives uh, a night out there. It could be okay. even more for the playoffs, right? So. Well, I think ride the tiger would be a good name for a song. What else? Absolutely, for sure. Uh, got Greg... Text again. He, he just gave a prediction and said Kings in six. So I think he's uh, eternal pessimist. Well, could, I mean, just could an Oilers fan. It's possible. Know. Yep, exactly. He's, so. Well, he, he could be an Oilers fan. That could just be what he thinks gonna, is happening in the series. Mm-hmm. That's fine. And Zen texts in and says something he's been noticing. Does Darnell Nurse ever stand in front of the play and use his body to block shots, or does he always stand off to the side and put his stick to try and stop the puck in front of the goalie? Isn't it the job of the defense to block shots when possible? Uh, I, I, I haven't thought about that. I'll have to watch for that tomorrow, and I'm not sure what his block shots total are without looking them up. I think he has quite a few block shots, but I'm not sure. Morley, I, you have to come on later. We're going to the news in one minute.
Morley's going to break down the selections, but there's no sense bringing you on now because it'll be incomplete. I can do it in a minute. <laughs> well, okay. Well, I'm curious about Trey Ford. They drafted a Canadian quarterback. They had him rated much higher. <laughs> Imagine that. Are they, is he going to be used as a quarterback or will he be changed to another position? Uh, he uh, will do a lot, I think. I was just talking to Chris Jones, and he said um, the two-quarterback rule change really played into the the fact that they wanted to draft him. So that's that's part of it. Oh, so put him on the uh, yes. field in some wacky shenanigans. Yes, indeed. Look for that. I think we'll talk more later, I'm guessing. Well, I'd like to <laughs> talk a few minutes with you, but we have to do the news and weather right now. If, can... David, if David Bowles is there, it's and sometimes it's 50-50 whether or not these casts actually happen. Oh, I hear you. Uh, there's food down here, so I can stay for a there while. There is food down here. You can for grab some. Spike is here. Beard. We might get Cole Nelson on as well. Uh, we got Daryl Evans coming up. It's Inside Sports live in the Elks locker room on 630 Chet. Six thirty, Chad. Inside sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad. 